You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. Amen. Sit down. Please sit down. God bless you. Thank you so much. Love you. Uh, it's great to be here this morning. It's good to see all of you. And uh, I'll just be really honest with you. Just about the time Pastor Andy started receiving the tithe and the offering, my son leaned over to me right up here and said, uh, just remember the first playoff game starts at 12.05. And uh, I said, thank you, buddy. Look at your neighbor and tell them how beautiful they are. Amen. Yeah. Now look at your second choice and tell them they're good looking too. Good to see all of you this morning. Are you ready for the Word of God, yes or no? Turn me in your Bibles to First Chronicles chapter 4. We're going to start, as Pastor Andy was saying today, with prayer and fasting. And let me just say that if you're, you know, if, if you're not going to be praying, don't call it prayer and fasting. Do something Jenny Craig or something. You know, it's prayer and fasting, amen? And, and so let me encourage you to uh, really... Set aside some time for prayer during these next 21 days if, if you don't already do that. And, and, and let me just challenge you with something, not, not to sound religious or anything, but take your prayer, level, take your prayer life to a new, new level. Make it a go. Take it to a new level. Ask God, how can I take this, my prayer life to a new level? And uh, today we're going to be talking about, uh, a little bit about prayer, but it's really the title of this message is called Ask. It's called Ask. And, uh, we're, you know, Pastor Andy's been in a series in the book of Nehemiah. And we're going to go to around that same time frame in the book of First Chronicles. And First Chronicles was written by Ezra. And it was during a time period when the children of Israel had been released from captivity. They had been 70 years in captivity. And they had now been released. And they returned to Jerusalem. They found their city in ruins. And you can imagine just how, how this was you know, certainly they'd been released and they were thankful for that, but to go back to their city, their homeland, and find it in ruins was something that must have affected them, you know, emotionally, spiritually, in every part of their life. And, and so Ezra, when he writes First Chronicles, he is writing it more in a positive message uh, than what we might read some other place. Because if you read the book of First Chronicles, well, first, if you start in First and Second Samuel, and read that, then go to First and Second Kings and read that, and then go to First and Second Chronicles. When you get to First and Second Chronicles, you will find that it repeats a lot of what was written in First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings. Well, Ezra begins First Chronicles in a very what I would call boring way, and he starts the first nine chapters of Chronicles is genealogy. You know, this person begat this person, this person begat this person, this person begat this person. And, hey, listen, most of us, when we come to that, if you have a Bible reading plan and, and you're following that Bible reading plan and you get to First Chronicles or you get to any genealogy in the Bible, our tendency is what? To skip over it. I understand, understandably so, you know, because who wants to read, you know, this person begat that person and on and on and on and on. But what happens when we do that? is sometimes we might miss a little nugget in there. And we find that in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, where the Holy Spirit inspires Ezra. Apparently the people who have been through such a difficult time, 
I mean, God had promised them, if you obey me, I'm going to bless your socks off. I will bless you if you obey me. Well, they didn't obey God. So it was because of their disobedience, they, were now, they, were, they had been put into captivity. Seventy years of captivity. But now that 70 years was over. And Ezra's really trying to encourage them. And so in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, we see something here in verses 9 and 10. And many of you have heard this prayer before. It says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And I love this last sentence. So God granted him what he requested. Or in other words, God answered his prayer. Jabez asked, and God answered. I love that. I love that. But really, when you go back to this uh, this prayer and that name Jabez, that, that name Jabez, many of us know, some of us may not know, that that Jabez means pain. That word literally means pain. His mother bore him in pain. We know that the Jews, when they named their children, those names had meaning to them. Well, this name meant pain. And literally, when you, it means this, he will cause pain. How would you like to have a name like that? To be marked like that. To name your kids. Well, this one's Bill. Yeah, this one's uh, Sherry. Yeah, that one's pain. That's what this kid is. That's pain. Well, that's what, that's what Jabez's name meant. So every time somebody said Jabez, you know what they were saying? He will cause pain. His life was marked by pain. And how many of you can say right now, and you think about it. You know, there are some things that have happened in my life that have marked my life. That when certain people think of me, <laughs> they think of this situation. Or when I think of this, I think, man, this has marked my life. This was a very painful experience in my life. Whether it was caused by me or whether it was caused by someone else. Pain. And every time you look in the mirror, what you see is pain. A life marked by pain. Think about it right now. Some of you are in that situation. Even in 2015, some of you had experiences that you would say, wow, that was painful. And every time you think about it, you feel like your life is marked like that. Your life is marked with pain. Some of you think about mistakes that you made. Maybe when you were younger. Maybe it was this last year. Maybe it was this last week. Mistakes that you have made in your life. You would say, wow, my life is just marked for pain. Some of you, and, and please stay with me here. Some of you, you feel like the only place for you in marriage is divorce. Divorce after divorce, divorce, marked with pain. Some of you, it's a drug addiction. Some of you, it's an alcohol addiction. Some of you have some terrible mistakes that you've made in your life. And it seems to have marked you a painful moment in your life. Where you've been marked with pain. Relationship issues. Just marked with pain. 
And that's all you think about. You look in the mirror, and that's what you think about. You look at this person, and that's what you think about. Somebody walks through the door, and that's what you think about is pain. That's the way Jabez's life was, marked with pain. Painful experiences in his life. But I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that it doesn't have to stay that way. I don't know where you're at in your life. But this man Jabez had the audacity. He had the audacity to pray a prayer. He had the audacity to stop in his life and say, My life is not going to be marked with pain. When someone looks at me, they're not going to see pain. I'm going to overcome this pain. And, I, and I'm here to bring you good news today. That no matter where you've been, no matter the things that have happened in your life, your mistakes, somebody else's mistakes, God is here to help you and deliver you from those painful moments. Therefore, your life will not be marked with pain. But as Pastor Andy said, your life will be marked with the grace and the truth of Almighty God through Jesus Christ. Your life doesn't have to be marked with that one painful moment. We've all had them. We've all been through difficult times. We've all made mistakes. I mean, I've, some of you know our testimony, Jeannie and I, our testimony. And I'm not going to share it here today, but there was a, certainly the opportunity for our life to be marked with that pain. And there's been other things, other mistakes that we've made. That there would be opportunity for our life to be marked with pain. I was thinking about just a while ago uh, uh, when Pastor Andy was up here sharing how, and I almost kind of lost it, to be honest with you. I just almost broke down. I thought, man, how in the world am I going to get up there? And all I could think about was, was a little, well, it's been over four years ago now. How when Jeannie and I, the first time we ever came to freedom, how this broken pastor came into this congregation and this congregation helped bring healing to this broken pastor. And there was the opportunity for our life once again to be marked with pain, with a failure. But my friends, I'm here to encourage you today. Just like Jabez, he had the audacity to stop and say, wait a minute. Evidently, he had heard something about his God. Evidently, he had heard something about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Evidently, he had heard something, how God had delivered them out of Egyptian bodies. How, how the, how, and he had heard that he, God was a good God. So the Bible says that he stopped and he began to pray. And he said, God, and, and we know this prayer, God, oh, that you... Oh, that you would bless me indeed. God, oh, that you would bless me indeed. You know, Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said this, Ask what? And you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock on the door shall be open unto you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. That word ask means this. The word denotes insistent asking without qualms. Not commanding God, but solidly presenting a requisition, a requisition whose items he longs to distribute. It's a boldly coming into God's presence and asking him 
Some of you, right now, when I talked about and, and said the first part of that prayer, the first thought that came to you was, well, I'm not worthy of a blessing. And I want you to know right now, you are not worthy of a blessing. But with Christ in you, you are 100% worthy of every blessing that God has to give you. And when Christ is in you, you need to begin asking, God, bless me. God, I want to know Christ. You know, Christ came to bless us. And Jabez prayed this prayer. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. God, bless my socks off, God. Bless me, God, and bless me indeed. We need to get that boldness. And you know when that boldness comes is when you know who you are in Christ. When you know Christ has changed you. When you know you're a child of God. You can come boldly into his presence and say, God, bless me. God, bless me. Man, mm, good things are going to happen in 2016. Because you're going to get the boldness to ask God. Begin to ask God to bless you. God, bless me. I want to know who I am in Christ. I want to know who I am as a child of God. No more condemnation. No more guilt over my past. I am not a failure. I am a child of the Most High God. And He has blessed me. And I am going to walk in His blessings. Wow. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. You've been, you've been wondering what you're going to pray during 21 days of fasting and prayer. And I know you'll pray other things. But pray this prayer. Get this in your heart. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Right now, I just, I, I'm going to, this is going to sound strong for you visitors. I'm sorry. But I'm going to say it this way. I just curse that spirit of failure. I curse that spirit of failure. Some of you think. That you'll never be anything but a failure. You've tried and you've tried and you can't seem to overcome it. But I'm here to tell you now, now, if you will boldly, 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 as a child of God, pick yourself up. Go into God's presence and say, God, I, I am your child. Help me to know who I am in Christ. I am not a failure. God, bless me. Bless me indeed, oh God. Wow. Man, I'm preaching about 90% better than you're amening. Man. I preach myself happy. God bless me. You know, there's a wicked religion out there that says the more painful something is, the more holy you are. That's just wicked religion. You're not holy because of what you do or don't do. You're holy because of Jesus Christ. Mmm. That's just wicked religion that says, if it hurts, it must be right. No. God bless me. God needs you to be blessed. God wants you blessed. God desires you to be blessed. Wow. He told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, he said, I'm going to bless you so that you'll be a blessing. Did you know you can't be a blessing until you're blessed? Because <laughs> you can't give away what you don't have. God wants to bless you. And there are responsibilities that come with God's blessings. He says, too much is given, too much is required. Yeah, God, I'm going to be a good steward with your blessings. I'm going to handle it properly. I'm going to be a good steward. But I'm not going to back down. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. This man 
whose name meant pain. Who every time somebody said Jabez meant he will cause pain. He had the audacity and the boldness to walk into God's presence and say, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Bless me, God. Mm. Come on, get that in your spirit today. God wants to bless you. My goodness, I don't want to barely make it into heaven. I don't want to have that mentality. I'm not going to have that mentality. That I'm just going to barely make it into heaven. Man, I want to, when I walk into heaven, I'm going to walk into heaven a blessed man. Because I am blessed. You are blessed. God wants you blessed on this earth. God wants you blessed. Get rid of that poverty mentality. Man, am I, I got to calm down. I told myself I was going to teach today. I wasn't going to preach. And I'm spitting everywhere. And it's like, my goodness. <laughs> blessed to be a blessing. Because let me tell you something. When you bless others, God will bless you. God will bless you. Luke 18, 29 and 30 says, And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Notice what it says, and will be paid many times over in this life. This life. And then in eternity. God wants to bless you. Do that. And some of you, some of you are out, there, out there right now saying, Oh, boy. Well, I used to like old Ken, but now he's preaching this prosperity gospel. I don't know much about that, man. I want you to know I don't believe in a prosperity gospel, but I also don't believe in a poverty gospel. I believe in a provision gospel, and God provides more than enough. If you get in his word and you read his word, I want you to know God is a God of abundance. John 10.10 said Jesus Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly. It's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy in that passage. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. we got to quit being so religious and think, well, God's just punishing me because something came to steal, kill, and destroy me. God's not punishing you. He took care of your punishment on the cross of Jesus Christ. He wants to bless you. He wants you to walk in his blessings in Christ Jesus. Wow. Man, that's good, good stuff. Wow. Pray for God's blessing on your life. God bless me and bless me a lot. God bless me and bless me a lot. Bless me and bless me a lot. God, I, because I, man, I, there's a world that needs Jesus. Our community needs Jesus. We need to be blessed. Our, our, our world needs Jesus Christ. Our world's hurting. Everybody looking out at the world saying, man, the world's going crazy. Well, it's supposed to go crazy. I mean, that's what darkness does, but we're the light. We're the light, and we need to let this light shine brightly to a world that's hurting and dying, that needs Jesus Christ. Bless me, God. Wow. And then the second thing he prayed is enlarge my territory. I like that. Enlarge my territory. Pray for God. Here's another thing you can pray. Pray for God to use me to influence others. God, help me to begin to influence others with the blessing that you've given me. 
Help me to touch others with what you've blessed me with, God. God, now that I'm blessed, help me to use this blessing to reach others. God, enlarge my territory. God, expand my influence. God, help me to reach everyone in my neighborhood, God. Help me to reach everyone on my job, God. Father, help me to reach everyone in this city, Lord. God, we be, we're, we're going to dream big, God, with what you've blessed us with. God, help us to be a light to this world that's hurting and this world that's dying and needs Jesus Christ. God, bless me and expand my territory. God. God, use me to bless others. I like what Psalm 2 and 8 says. It said, only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. The whole earth is your possessions. Only ask. Only ask. Everybody say it. Ask. Ask. Ask God. Ask God. I dare you to ask God. I dare you to ask God. God. Father, I pray for the nations as my inheritance. The whole earth as my possession. God, increase our influence in this city. God, increase our influence in Port Natchez, Texas. God, increase our influence, God, in Nederland, Texas. God, they need it. God, increase our influence. I'm sorry. I had to interject that, man. I grew up here in Port Natchez. Saw you Nederland folks. I'm sorry. It just comes out. I didn't plan it. It just happened. God, increase our influence, Lord. In the golden triangle, Father. Help us to expand, Lord. Help us to grow, Lord. I love what Psalm 54, 1 through 4 says. This is a great passage of Scripture. And what I'm reading this for so you get the big idea. You kind of get the spirit of what's happening here. It says, sing, O, children, o childless woman. Sing, O childless woman, you have, who have never given birth. Sounds like someone is experiencing some pain because they're a childless woman. They've never given birth, but they want to. It says, Break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Fear not. Fear not. Listen to what this says. Fear not. You will no longer live in shame. Jabez lived in shame because of his name. But God blessed him. And now in this passage of Scripture, he's speaking to the children of Israel. And he's saying, I'm going to bless you. Enlarge your tent. But listen to what he says. You will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace, for you will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood. What happened here? What was God telling them? I'm going to replace your shame with blessing. I'm going to replace your shame with blessing. That's what he did in Jabez's life. Sometimes we try and fix our, 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 the things that we've caused pain in. We try and fix those things. You can't fix them, but you can replace them. With blessing. With blessing. And can you see how he's telling the children of Israel here? Man, you are experiencing pain. But I'm going to intervene in your life. And because I intervene in your life, you're no, going to, you're no longer going to remember the shame of your youth. The mistakes that you made in your youth. How many of you, there's some things in your past you really need to forget? Yep. You really need to forget. God says you'll no longer remember the shame of your youth. I'm going to bless you. 
I'm going to bless you. God, expand our territory. God, bless me and expand my territory. And then the next thing he prayed was this. God, I pray that your hand will be upon me. Did you know when God blesses you and he expands your territory, you're going to need his hand upon you. You're going to need God's hand upon you. God's hand represents his presence and his power. How would you like to walk every day with God's presence and his power in your life? God's presence and his power in your life. I want to walk into rooms. I'm serious. I'm not. That sounds crazy to some people I know. But I want to be able to walk into a room and somebody sense God's presence. I want to be able to walk into a room and somebody sense God's peace. I, I want to be able to walk into a room that's in turmoil. And people sense peace immediately. You can't give away what you don't have. <laughs> but when you have God's power and God's peace, wow, how about walking into your job, into some of your family situations with God's presence and God's power? Because they sure probably need to hear what God has to say more than what you have to say. God, I pray that your hand, your hand will be upon me, God. God, bless me. Enlarge my territory, Father. Give me more influence on this earth. And God, I pray that your hand, your hand will be upon me, Father. Your presence and your power will be in my life, God. Everywhere I go, everyone I come in contact with, your presence and your power, God. Psalm 48 and 10 says, as your, name as your name deserves, O God, you will be praised to the end of the earth. Your strong right hand is filled with victory. Your strong right hand is filled with victory. Hey, let me ask you, how many of you faced some battles in 2015? How many of you, you feel like there were some of those battles, and you don't have to raise your hand on this, you can if you want. How many of you feel like you lost some of those battles? I, I, there were some of them I felt like I, I, I really lost. Didn't go the way I wanted. But you know something I declare almost every day? God, you're on my side. As the Bible says, God is for me, not against me. God, you're on my side, therefore I will not be defeated. God's strong right hand of victory on your life. I'm not... I don't know why I thought of this, but I'm not talking about being some kind of weirdo. You know, the Holy Spirit's not weird. People are. <laughs> Holy Spirit's not weird. Pe people think the Holy Spirit's weird because people are weird. Holy Spirit's not weird. He's with us every day. He lives inside of you if you're a child of God. He's not weird. I'm not talking about being some weirdo that you walk all over your job laying hands on everybody trying to cast out the devil. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about seeing a devil under every tree stump. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, and yeah, some people do need the devil cast out of them, by the way. But I'm talking about being a person that possesses the presence and the power of God. And let me just say this. Justin, if you'll go ahead and come. Let me just say this. 
You'll never be a person that walks with the presence and the power of God as long as all you think about is your pain. Sounds too good to be true, don't it? Well, it is. It's true. It is good. God is good. God wants to heal you of every pain. He wants to heal you of every pain. I'm going to say something again. If every time we mention Father God, all you can think about is the Father who molested you when you were young, God wants to heal your heart right now. God wants to heal you. He's a good Father. He loves you. He loves you. God wants to heal you of your pain. The things that have marked your life. And He wants your life to be marked with blessing. He wants your life to be marked with His presence and with His power. He's a good Father. He's not going to abuse you. He's not going to hurt you. He loves you. And I'm challenging you this morning as we start this 21 days of fasting and prayer to be bold. To be bold. I'm gonna, some of you have become comfortable with your pain because you think that's just the way life is. And that you're going to live the rest of your life that way. But God wants to deliver you of of being controlled by your pain. And the things that have hurt you. So that you're not marked by that. But instead you're marked by his blessing. By his presence. By his power. I said, God, bless me. Bless me. Enlarge my territory. After you ble- I want to be a blessing to others. God, I need your hand on my life. I need your presence. I need your power. Some of these things I say, is I, I, just, I know it's speaking to somebody because the Holy Spirit just drops them in my spirit. Here's another one. Some of you don't even know how to smile. Some of you think a smile is abnormal. Because you've experienced so much pain. Some of you, it's bad teeth, but God wants you to smile. God wants you to smile. Some of you don't even, I'm serious, I'm talking to somebody today that that you are even afraid to smile because here has, this has been your confession well it's good right now ain't gonna last long that devil's been after me stop saying that stop it stop stop saying that that devil you're saying this after you is defeated and you're believing a lie he can do nothing in your life unless you allow him Unless you believe a lie 
He's defeated. Stop saying that. Enlarge my territory, God. God, I pray that your hands only, your presence and your power, God. I'm not going to be marked with pain. Mm -mm. No. I'm boldly going into his presence because of Jesus Christ. God, you have blessed me because of Christ. I want to walk in your blessings, God. Wow, and the last thing that he prayed was this. You're going to need to pray that. Pray this. He said, God, keep me from evil that I will not cause pain. There, and I mentioned that about Satan. He is real. Satan is real. But he's a liar. And he's a deceiver. And I don't want to make, I don't want to talk about him a whole lot, but I don't want to make light of it either. Because in John 10, 10, it does tell us, in that same scripture that says that Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly, it does say the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But we need to, we need to begin to pray for supernatural protection. I pray it almost every single day over my life and over my family. Every single day. I pray for supernatural protection. Jabez prays that keep me from evil, God, that I'll not cause pain. I don't want to go back <laughs> to that pain, is what he's saying. I don't want to experience that again. Keep me from evil, God. Paul kind of said it like this, and I'm not going to read it all, just two verses in Ephesians chapter 6. Paul said a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Paul said stand. Stand against. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Pray for protection. Some of you need to pray over your family. You need to pray over your home. And you need to close the doors that God lays on your heart. You need to ask God, God, is there any doors that I have opened to the enemy coming in here? That I have opened to the enemy? Are there any lies that I have believed, God? And when God reveals it, you close those doors to the enemy. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 6, 13 in the Lord's Prayer. He said, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It's really not a good translation. What it's really saying is because God doesn't lead us into translation. He does not do that. What it's saying is, God, don't allow me to be led into translation, uh, temptation. God, protect me from temptation. God, protect me from temptation. Man, have you ever heard somebody say this? I don't like it. It's one of a pet peeve of mine. Come on, devil. Give me all you got. No. no that, that, that's another thing. Stop praying like that. that. That's foolish. No. I'm going to get in trouble. for That's just stupid. That's just stupid, man. I'll get in trouble for that. The kids aren't here, so. It's just stupid to pray that way. No, God, protect me from evil. Protect me from evil. Psalm 27, 5. I love this verse. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. 
He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. I love that. I love what David's praying here. He's going to hide me in his sanctuary. He's going to protect me. I like that. God, hide me in your sanctuary. Protect me from this trouble, God. God, I pray for supernatural protection. A very simple prayer. As I close this, a very simple prayer from a guy whose life was marked by pain. God, just just bless me. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory, God. And keep your hand upon me, Father. And Lord, keep me from evil that I'll not cause any more pain. And I love, I love what it says, as I mentioned earlier, at the end of that, and God granted him what he requested. God answered his prayer. <laughs> Won't you stand with me? God answered his prayer. Some of you just need to ask. 600 names, over 600 names in a genealogy that spanned over 3,000 years. And in the middle of that, the writer, inspired by the Holy Spirit, stops and says, wait a minute, I need to mention this guy, Jabez, because you're going to need this. You're going to need this. Let me read all of Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Keep on asking and you will receive what you asked for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? How much more? How much more? How much more? How much more? Ephesians 3 and 20. (laughs) God is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above anything you could ever ask or even think according to the power that is at work within you. God is able. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what 2015 was like for you. I don't know the pain that may have been caused or the pain of the past. But I want you to know today that God is able. Some of you, you feel like you've been marked by pain. You've just been marked by it. And your life is going to be that way the rest of your life. Today that stops in Jesus' name. Today that stops in Jesus' name. Begin to pray this bold prayer. God wants to bless you. He loves you. He loves you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Father, that in the canon of Scripture, and the Bible, God, that you ordained, that, that, Father, your Holy Spirit anointed men to write, men and women to write. God, I, I thank you that, Father, you in this genealogy, you added this prayer of Jabez, God. A life that was marked by pain. But God, in your grace and in your mercy, God, you blessed him. And I thank you for your grace. And Father, I'm reminded of how Moses even prayed in in Exodus 33. He said, God, if you're not going with us, God, we don't want to go. And he longed for your presence there. And he he did not want to go without your presence. And Father, that's our prayer today as we're closing this service. That God, we don't want to go without your presence. 
And so, Father, we pray for that your presence and power will touch your people. And, Father, your hand will be upon them, God, and they will be protected from evil in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I pray for every person right now. They feel like that their life has just been marked by pain, one painful experience after another, God. And they, and, and they have already, Father, they believed a lie. And, Father, they've just believed a lie that that's just the way their life is. And they have to live that way the rest of their life. Father, that's not true. That's a lie of the enemy. And, God, you have blessings for them in Christ today, and I thank you for it. Every head bowed, nobody looking around. You say, Pastor Ken, that's, you're really, that's really, I, I really believe that my, marks, my life's been marked by pain. And I just kind of feel like, just be honest, be honest. That, that I just really believe that's what life had for me, was just pain, one painful experience after another. And, I, and I've even believed the lie that God was punishing me or somehow God wanted to make me stronger through this pain. And I just, I just believe that. And so I've accepted the painful moments. Or you, maybe there's an addiction in your life and it's caused pain in your life and the lives of others that you're involved with, connected to. And you say, Pastor, I just can't seem to break this thing. Whatever it may be today, if that's speaking, I want you to lift your hand. Is there anybody here? Thank you. You can put it right back down. Anybody else? You lift your hand and say, Pastor, it's just been painful moment after painful. Thank you, sir. You can put your hand right back down. Anybody else? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Right back here. Anybody else? One painful moment right after another. One painful moment. Anybody else? You will lift your hand. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ today as your personal Lord and Savior. I want you to know that He loves you. He's here to offer grace and truth to you. He's here to free you from those things, the sin in your life. He loves you, and He's got a a great plan for your life. And you don't know Him. Is there anybody here that you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I've never asked Him into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Let's not get in a hurry to leave. Anybody else? You say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I want you to lift your hand. I don't know him. I've never asked him into my heart. Anybody here? Anybody here? I don't want to pass up this moment. Anybody here? All right. Let's go to prayer again. I want to pray for everybody that lifted their hand today. Those painful moments. God wants to deliver you. And then I want to have uh, uh, some prayer partners if they would come. Could I have some prayer partners? If you've been prayer partners here, would you come? Uh, uh, Keith and Carol, come. I'm going to ask Ronnie and Charlotte if you'll come up here if you don't mind, please. And I'm going to close this service after we pray. And, hey, we're going to start this evening in 21 days of fasting and prayer. But don't leave this place if you need prayer. I want you to know every one of us have walked to the front and had prayer from time to time. Every one of us in here. And if you need prayer today, you need somebody to pray for you. Do not leave this place. We have some great people up here that love God and they love you. And they'll pray for you. But let's pray right now as we close this service. Father, I thank you for every person, Father, that lifted their hand. I'm not thankful for the pain, God, but I am thankful that they have acknowledged the truth, that they've been in painful moments, God, and it seems like they have just been held captive there in that place. And, Father, may they know today, may the truth of this word be planted in their heart, that, God, you want to bless them. You want to bless their life, God, so that they can be a blessing to others, Father. Father, right now, there are some that are being lifted out of a pit of pain because, God, you have a palace for them. 
You have a palace for them. You have a plan and you have a purpose. And every person that lifted their hand, even those that didn't, God, I pray that right now you will just speak to them and know they will know how much you love them. And God, you want to do great and mighty things in their life. And Father, we thank you that there is deliverance through Jesus Christ. And Father, may we all have the boldness to pray, to come before your presence. And Father, say that you would bless us indeed and enlarge our territory, God, and that your hand will be upon us, God, and you'll keep us from evil, God. I pray this over this church body in the name of Jesus because 2016 is going to be a year of blessing for Freedom Christian Fellowship, God. And we thank you for it, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Put your hands together and give him praise, all right? Hey, if you need prayer, come up here with one of our prayer partners, please, and let them pray for you. God bless you. Go in peace. Don't go in pieces. God bless you. Have a great day.